Hello, and welcome back to the Completing and Competing podcast. So excited to have our guest today, Kaylee Mudge. She is a sophomore outfielder for Florida State University. Kaylee, if you just want to say hello to our listeners before I talk about probably my favorite physical stats of your game, uh, please do. Hi, guys. I'm just honored to be here. I'm glad to share my story. Absolutely. Kaylee, I I think from a competing standpoint, if we're going to use these two words, you're like the ultimate competitor, like going into your breakdown of your accolades, like state champion, state player of the year, going in a little bit more of a role player as a freshman playing in 23 games, but just doing what you're asked to do and knowing that your hard work is going to pay off. Um, And then I think when I learned your name was at the World Series in 2021. Uh, Again, going from this role player role to being a full-time starter towards the end of the season. You currently hold the record in the World Series for most hits in the tournament and most hits in a single game. I'm like, fire me up and you're an outfielder. Like there is nothing more I want from this. Uh, But I think there's something special about you. I think there's an energy, there's a light that you bring to the field. And I want to talk about that today. But before we go there, I want our listeners just hear your story. I want you to be able to be yourself give us anything you want to give and let's just let God take the wheel in this conversation yeah so um part of my faith story I grew up Lutheran so my mom had gotten a job at this Lutheran school where I live and um we had gone to church there since I was a baby and I grew up and went to school there from gosh I think when I was three years old so preschool pretty much oh you were in it Yes, I was in it. I was a true St. Luke's wildcat is what we were. So I was a true wildcat. Um, Love that. And I really loved that experience because I got to learn so much about the Bible that I probably would not have been able to learn in a public school setting. Um, So being able to like go through religion classes and learn about like just really dive into the Bible stories. Um, Coming into high school, I went to public high school and that was my first public school And it was definitely different. It was hard because obviously like being in a school where pretty much everybody's Christian in the private school era was like super good for me because I felt like I could share my faith openly. But I was definitely a lot more timid when I got to public school because I was like, oh, well, everybody has a different faith here. So I feel like I have to be quiet and keep it to myself. And um, around sophomore year of high school, I joined a church called Action and I met so many great high schoolers there. And we actually started a um, small group at the high school. And it was like the first Christian small group to be started. And, and we called it Collision. And it was like so much fun to be a part of. And I feel like from sophomore year on, that's when my faith just really matured and really grew because I could take almost like the Bible smarts that I had learned from because I learned that not a lot of people grew up in the public school era where they could learn or the private school era where they could learn about all these Bible stories. And I had always thought like, if someone was a Christian, they had to know all the stories. And like, and that's not always the case because it's, it's a relationship and it's a religion. And I believe that like everybody's relationship with God is different. And and that's really what public school taught me. And I'm so grateful that it did teach me that because I was able to grow my faith as well. So. Wow. 
I love it. And I, and I, I want to dive into, you, you talk about you're growing up in, in a private school institution. So your faith is readily, readily available for you. So you're, right. that's, I mean, it's literally integrated into your subjects mm-hmm. and then it's okay. Now I'm going to transition. Now I'm going to go into public school. And you said something, you said, I felt like I had to be quiet. And I think that is a statement that a lot of us can identify with, whether that's going into the college realm and we haven't even got there for you yet, but this space where I have this foundation, this beautiful foundation where I know whose I am and I know who I am, but now I don't know how to have that conversation. So talk me through what that felt like moving from, we kind of touched it, but I want to dive in. I want to dive into the emotions and the feelings mm-hmm. of how do I find that space? Because I think that's a question a lot of athletes are going to have. I have this foundation. I want to be able to express it. Where do I go and what do I do? Yeah. So I don't know if you noticed, but I did skip freshman year of high school when I was explaining everything. Cause that was really like, that was a tough time for me because I had started to grow my faith on my own. And I was still going to church with my family, but not having the pretty much like 24 seven, um, private school institution and, um, not being able to go to school five days a week and still learn about God, um, and about myself and about my identity in him was, it definitely took a toll on me. Um, it would almost be like not going to practice for five days a week and just going to the tournaments and, and okay. expecting to just do well and grow in your game. That's kind of how it felt for me is like, I wasn't really growing in my faith through the five days a week because it wasn't in school anymore. And so pretty much like till spring semester of my freshman year, like that's how I had felt all fall is I just was like, I started to feel lost. I started to feel like my faith started to go down because I wasn't, I wasn't really refilling myself with his word. I was only refilling once a week instead of usually five, six days a week. And then, um, spring of my freshman year was when I, my, um, softball friend invited me to a small group and I really just felt so connected. And for the first time in a really long time. And I just remember thinking like, my relationship with God needs practice too. Like, it's not just something I can pick up when I need it or pick up when I feel like it. Like, and that I was a huge lesson to learn freshman year because I definitely like felt so lost. But when I started going to that small group, like I just felt refilled again. And I felt like I was growing my relationship with God again. And, and I ended up going to that small group for the rest of high school because I just felt like I had learned so much from it. And I had learned so much about like staying connected with God. It's not just something I can say that like, oh, I'm a Christian, but I'm not going to work on it at all. It's kind of like, oh, I'm a softball player, but I'm not going to put any practice in. It's That's pretty much like a comparison. And so um, I'm really glad I learned that lesson freshman year. It definitely was a hard time to go through, but I think like God was really teaching me that like I needed to keep coming to him. And then um, for me to truly be satisfied through him and know my identity through him, I had to keep going to him and learning more about him. I just, I love that analogy because I think as athletes, we can all identify in that space. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I'm just not going to practice. I'm just going to, I'm going to be a gamer, right? Like I'm a gamer. I'm just going to show up. And it's like, yeah, but it's the things that happen on the backside of that guys. It's the work that I get to put in and, and it's not work. It's, it's the space of this relationship and, and knowing, like you said, your identity being found in him and Mm -hmm. not in my game and not in my stat line and not in my win loss record, because I already took the ultimate victory in Jesus Christ. And I love, 
I love our God because he's so big. And he's like, mm-hmm. Kaylee, we're going to go through this and you're going to think you can do it on your own. But then you're going to come back to me and we're going to be in this. I was always there with you. Don't think I wasn't there. But, mm-hmm. you know, free will's a thing and we're going to let you move through that. And now, I mean, in college, walk me through that. What has that been like? Because I think, again, we talk about you being this competitor at, at the high school level and, and finding success there. Then going to Florida State, which is one of the top programs in the country. What was that like? How did you transition in that space? And did your faith waver? Uh, and how do you let it keep moving forward? Go obviously now in your sophomore year. Yeah. So I remember we did like a team Bible study my freshman year here. And so that was a pretty good transition for me. And then COVID hit and we went home and the girl who had led most of the Bible studies um, ended up leaving and moving on with her life. And and so I remember coming back sophomore year and I was like, well, I don't have a Bible study. I don't have a church to go to here. Like, and my faith definitely did waver. I mean, before the world series, I remember through that entire season, I had realized for the past almost two years, I had put my sole identity in softball. Like I was a softball player and that's who I was. And that was like my number one thing. And that was heartbreaking for me because I was like, I know I had gone through this before and, and to go through it again, I was like, man, like. I know who I like, I know whose I am. I know who I am, but it doesn't feel like it right now because softball was so high on my priority list. And I remember going through a really hard time my sophomore year until about pretty much end of season um, in May. But I just remember like the growth that I had from a softball player standpoint, point from a player standpoint, um, just from a teammate standpoint, person standpoint, and from my faith. I mean, I was literally in my room almost every night, like praying, crying, listening to worship music, because I was just like, I don't understand. Like I've just put so much into softball and it just didn't feel like it was fulfilling at that time. And I just remember God kept telling me like, it's not your worth. Like, it's not like whatever you do in softball, like it doesn't matter when you get to heaven because like, it's not going to be like, Oh, like you broke a woman's cultural series record. Like you're, you're coming to heaven. Like that's not how it works. And that's, and that I just remember, it. I, I really think I needed to go through that because yeah. I faced a lot of failure through sophomore year. I really didn't have that much success. I didn't have a really good season until the end. And I needed to learn that like my result was not my worth. I had seen a tweet. I was, it was towards the end of the season. Cause I, it was probably like, end of April, mid or end of April. And I can't remember who tweeted it. It was, I want to say it was Savannah Jayquish from LSU. I can't remember though, but it was one of the pro softball players and they tweeted, my result is not my worth. And I don't know what went off, but like total light bulb moment. I was like, I don't even know if she meant it to be like a Christian thing or not. But to me, like I I was like, it literally doesn't matter if I go three for three or over three, like I'm still the same person. Like I'm the same person. I'm still like my father's daughter, like from every aspect of my life. And that really freed me up. And, and then I was grateful that I actually started playing better too. And I really think it was me taking that pressure off and learning that, like, I'm grateful for any opportunity that I get on the softball field, not because softball is my sole identity, but because I've been given the gifts to play. And I just, I mean, I just remember that light bulb moment. I'll always remember that because I had been going through such a hard time with my faith for that whole season. So Yeah. And I think we talk about worth a ton and you guys have as collegiate athletes, there's so much pressure. There's so much pressure to be perfect in the game of softball. Perfection is like actually not attainable. We play a game of failure, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's this space of, of 
having that foundation that is in Christ, like being willing to say, Hey, I'm, it's okay to not be okay, but I'm going to go to the source of my living water. And it's not the Gatorade in, in the dugout. Like I have to go get refilled. My cup has to be refilled from an eternal perspective, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to be turning my cup out to the world and saying, fill me. And I feel like that's kind of the transition you made. And then all of a sudden God's like, watch these accolades I'm about to drop on your life. And that's how it felt. Yeah. Like God is just so good. Like I Mm -hmm. listen to that and I say this all the time. You can't tell me God's not real. Like you can't tell me he's not intentional. You can't tell me he's not moving. Um, mm-hmm. Did you feel him in those spaces? Did you feel him in the World Series? I did. I honestly like. I remember almost being like just in a white moment, like, but for the whole week. And I just remember like I kept saying like, okay, like no matter what happens, like you're still gonna be the same person after this. Like God still loves you. Like you don't have any pressure to go out and just play the game you love and. And I remember um, just my teammates being so happy for me because they had seen how much I had worked in the off season and how much I had worked in um, the spring season, like behind everybody, like behind um, closed doors and, you know, behind the scenes. And, and I feel like that brought me so much joy was because they were so happy for me as a person and had seen my growth. And like the coaches were also happy for me, had seen my growth. I feel like having people like that to support me through it was huge. And looking back, I mean, I know that was a hundred percent God, like not to take anything away. Like I'm grateful for the gifts he's given me and I'm a talented softball player, but I, like I a hundred percent do not think that I could have done that like without God on my side, because it feels like my little miracle. Like I remember where I was like March, April, like sitting in my room by myself, like never, if someone would have walked up to me on the street and said, Hey, like two months from now, you're going to be playing in the world series. I would have been like, no, there's no way. Like, I don't believe you. Like I would have, I would have not believed it at all, but that's where I feel like it was my own miracle because I didn't even know the plans that he had for me. I mean, I live like, it was not even in my mind to think of playing in the world series, let alone being able to break a record, being able to play in the national championship game, like was not in my mind at all. And it just feels like my own little miracle. His plans are always better. Mm-hmm. And from an earthly perspective, we're like, are you sure? Cause I feel like my plans are really good. And I yeah. feel like I'm doing all the right things. And then he answers in a way where you're like, yeah, no, didn't see that one coming. Mm-hmm. I'm like, God, what a guy. Oh, wow. Okay. I want to, I want to dive into, you, you said a little bit earlier talking about having your team, just like having your back and your coaching staff, having your back and, mm-hmm. and just feeling that love. I want to dive into community. Because I think when we talk about our faith and yes, it is our relationship with Christ and he's not going anywhere for me personally, but he gave us each other. He gave us each other to be his hands and feet. That is who we're called to be. What has that been like for you? And I don't need details of Florida State. Mm -hmm. I think Florida State is an incredible softball program on and off the field. And I think what Coach Lonnie has been able to do is amazing. Um, But talk to me about community in general and the Mm -hmm. highs and the lows of your career so far and what it will continue to become. How significant are are your teammates? They're very significant. I would say, like, what I've learned is, you know, being on a team with 25, 26 other girls, I mean, especially here, like we're built on family. And I'm so grateful for that because I needed someone like some place that I could go to anyone on the team and be able to talk about something with them. And, and I feel like I've really, um, just earned my spot as a good teammate. I coming in, I wasn't trying to be the best player. I wasn't trying to be known as the showy girl. I was just trying to be a good teammate because I knew that that would, 
you know, take me far in life and, and being a good player and a good person and a good Christian, like from my faith, I feel like was going to spread my light to the team. And, and I feel like I've definitely earned their respect in that way and their love in that way and, um, and earned their trust. And in return, I feel like I'm able to go to them about anything because they've seen how genuine I am and how much just, I love the sport and love being around my teammates. And, and it's actually funny you mentioned community because, gosh, like all throughout summer, this summer, I literally was like, God, like when I get back to Tallahassee, like, please give me a community like of girls that I can just, you know, go to church with and do a Bible study with again. Like I was so just longing for that feeling again after um, the world series. I was like, I want to be able to go back in Tallahassee and, and commit to going to a church and commit to doing a Bible study. And literally like the week before I got back, this beach volleyball player texted me and she said, that she was starting a small group for women athletes at FSU. And I literally have it tonight. Like we've been doing it every Monday night since the beginning of fall. And then one of my my teammates, Megan, she started like a team Bible study again. And that's been like so much fun. We'll watch a sermon together and talk about it. Or in the fall, we would actually meet in the locker room and talk. And I mean, it was just such an answered prayer because I knew like after the world series, I had that community of Florida state softball. I mean, I was able to go to my coaches about anything like open door policy. Like I could go in if I was having the worst day or the best day and check in with them and teammate wise. Like I knew, like I had that community and I'm so grateful for that community, but I longed for more of a Christian community for like my own faith, being able to go to a church. And cause I was always so scared to go to church by myself, especially a new one. I was like, I'm so scared. Like what if I don't like it? Or like, what if everyone's like, Oh, she's by herself. Like I was always so scared. And And being able to have that community of, um, gosh, there's beach volleyball players, swimmers, uh, soccer players, and soccer and I, um, soccer and softball share a complex. So it's like super cool to see like athletes around campus. I'm like, oh, like you're at the Bible study. Like that's super cool. So it was definitely like that community was such an answered prayer because I had been praying that for a long time to finally like have a community in Tallahassee like I did back home. And again, God just says, hey, Kaylee, I'm just going to show up and I'm going to blow your mind because that's what I do. But again, I think it comes down to this concept of all you're trying to do is build the kingdom Mm -hmm. with with this space of love and intentionality and grace and forgiveness and just, hey, guys, on your best days, I'm here. Hey, guys, on your worst day, I'm here. And that's the kind of community you want. And I think it's it's also I want to you tapped into it a little bit, this idea that I needed it out of my sport. Because I think that is significant as well. I mean, I think having a team Bible study is beautiful. It, it was a part of the programs that I was a part of as a coach. And I thought that it radically changed the way we played on the field. But I also think you have this space where it's not attached to sport at all. Like, I just get to be Kaylee Much. Mm-hmm. And do people know who you are? Yes. Like, we can't, I'm, let's be honest, we're probably not walking around campus and be like, oh, who's up? Like, we know exactly who you are. <laughs> but for you, it's I'm a daughter of the risen king. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that I need to get my f- cup filled in a community, in a church, in the locker room. Like, the more that God can pour onto you, pour onto me, the better off that I'm going to be for everybody else. So I just love, I love that for you. But I do want to talk to you about something you just said, and I was terrified to go by myself. Mm-hmm. And I prayed and I got my answer and I got my community. But I think that's also a story a lot of athletes can say. Number one, how do I have time? That's the biggest argument anyone's going to have because you're all playing on Sundays and you're traveling or you're practicing. Or I'm terrified to go by myself. And, and 
talk, talk to our listeners about that. What was your mental process through that? Obviously, there was a ton of prayer in that space, but he moved. So talk to me about that moving. Yeah, I think, I mean, ever since high school, like I was always so scared to go to church by myself because I was just, I'm just someone who likes to do things with people and, and I like to have that community around me. And, and I'm so grateful for the beach volleyball player who actually helped me find a church. And, and I think through the process, I learned like people who are going to church for the most part are wanting to grow their own faith as well. They're not there to pick and choose people out in the crowd. Like, Oh, like she's by herself. That's weird. Or like, Oh, they're over there sitting in their own corner. Like, I don't know why I had thought it would be like a, like a high school cafeteria lunch type of thing. Like, but it's like, it's, it wasn't that at all. It was like, I mean, I remember going to church and singing people by like go by themselves. And I was like, okay, that's like, it looks normal. Like I'm not the only one coming by myself. And, and people really just want to go to church to fill themselves up. And, and, you know, to me, I was like, do I want to let this fear like hinder me and like hinder my faith? Or do I want to take a step? Because I know like, God has got me and there's no excuse for like not trying to go to a church. If it's not for you and and you don't feel like that's your place, then I would, you know, definitely recommend trying other churches. Like I know that my church here in Tallahassee isn't for everyone and it's for me. And I think that's like super important to learn is like, there's so many different ways to learn about God and learn about the goodness that he gives us. And I just remember feeling like at home when I walked in and I wasn't ner- like, as soon as I walked through the doors, I was not nervous anymore. Cause I was like, okay, I did it. Like I did the big step. So definitely something that I still go through. Like I still, every now and again, I'm like texting my friend, like, Oh, like which service are you going to? Like, cause I'd love to go to church with her, but I'm not as scared anymore because I just, I feel like God loves that I'm coming to church and that I'm going for his community and, and that he's going to fill me up, whether I'm with 10 people or, or by myself. So Oh, amen. Times a thousand. I just, mm-hmm. you just dropped so many things. I feel like my pen's on fire over here. <laughs> just like all of the notes I need from Kaylee Mudge, because I feel like you are just speaking to the athlete mindset. You are speaking to the collegiate athlete. So I know that you're a busy person. So we are going to wrap this up with one final Kaylee, whatever you want to give to our listeners. But again, how do you do it? What mm-hmm. are you doing? Where do you go when it's hard? the last bit of however long you want to take, I'm not even going to give you a question. Just, I just want you to say what's on your heart in this current second. Yeah. So everybody's faith is different. And so I feel like it's almost like I keep using analogies, but like I've learned a lot about recovery being at Florida state. So like some people like rolling out with a foam roller, other people like cold tubbing, but it's like all of the recovery modalities aren't for everybody. And I feel like that's almost how it is from a faith standpoint. So for me, when I feel most connected to God is when I'm listening to worship music in my room by myself. And I'm just like there to listen. And sometimes I'm singing the words and sometimes I'm like silent, just listening to what he has to say to me. And, and that's how I feel most connected to God is through worship. Other people just feel connected by reading the word and other people feel connected by going to a Bible study. And I feel like it's important to find what fills you obviously all of them can fill you. Like I get filled going to Bible studies and I get filled reading the word in the morning. I would say, find what fills you because I know like when I'm going through a hard time, like the thing that I need to do most is like check myself. I'm like, okay, have I been like checking in with my faith lately? Have I been putting that first? And if it's a no, then it's like, okay, I'm going to dedicate myself to just listening to, even if I don't have that much time, like one worship song a night, just sitting down for five to eight minutes and just listening to a song, listening to the words 
listening to what God has for me and like slowing the hurry because as an athlete, as a college athlete, like our lives are just go, go, go. And it's hard to just put a stop to it. And, and so I think it's important to find what fills you because that's what's most important when things are going good and when things are going bad. And, um, I'm grateful that I've been able to learn, you know, what is good for me and, and what I like to go to and how I like to, to just listen to God and feel his presence. And, um, worship is that for me, but yeah, I think that's my biggest thing to the listeners is, is find what, what fills you and, and just remember, like, no matter what happens in a day, like you are still his, like, I, I mean, even a couple weeks ago when we played in Clearwater, like the UCLA game was this big, like televised game. And, and I had to remind myself, I was like, okay, no matter what happens, I'm going to be the same person, whether I go over four, which I did. And I'm still here. I, I didn't have a very good game, but my teammates picked me up and collectively we got a team win. And that was huge. And so whether I was going over four or whether I was going four for four and having the best game of my life, like when the cameras are off and when the game is done, like I'm still the same person. And so that's kind of the, the outlook that I've taken into even days when I don't play. It's, you know, whether I ace this test or fail this test or whether I have the best day or I just have the worst of luck on some days, like I am still the same person. Like there's no, no one thing that is just going to change me because my identity is so solidified in God and, and whose I am. And, and when I forget that is the time that I go back to worship in the word, because I mean, the Bible is full of verses that can tell you what God thinks about you and it's never anything bad. So yeah, I think those would be my, my two pointers for, for the listeners today. There she is. She drops the mic and walks away. <laughs> oh, Kaylee, I just want to pray over you. I want to pray over your team and what you guys are doing and, and what you're doing in your city and within your athletic department. But I am just so thankful for your heart and your soul. I mean, our listeners that can't see your face. So you and I just get to smile at each other like for the last 30 <laughs> minutes because I see him in you. I see his love and his energy and he's just moving. So that will be my prayer when I start it. But thank you for being so willing to share your story. Thank you for yes. your honesty and your vulnerability and saying there were days when I had it and there were days when I didn't, but I knew whose I was and that's my rock that I'm going to stand on. So just mm -hmm. thank you. Thank you for having me. Oh, oh, Lord. We are so thankful for conversations that are surrounded in your love and your grace and your forgiveness and your intentional pursuit of our hearts and our souls. Lord, I just pray you continue to lay your hands on Kaylee as she moves in this season and a season that is so busy physically that you can allow her time to just push pause, turn on some worship music and praise the risen King. Lord, I pray you continue to open doors for her to move. And when I say she's moving, you're moving. So continue to use Kaylee and her platform to glorify and personify your kingdom. Continue to lay your hands on their program again as they are moving towards another World Series and potentially another national championship that they are all reminded that they are playing for an audience of one and that is you, that they have taken the ultimate victory in your death and resurrection and they get to compete freely knowing that they are completed in your love. Lord, we are so thankful for your love and your grace that we do not deserve but willingly accept every day of our lives. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, well, Kaylee, my way of saying I love you is I so love you. So I so love you and thank you for being on with us today. Thank you for having me. I had a really good time.
Oh, listeners, I hope you were taking notes, but I so love you uh, for everything that you are and all that you will continue to become. Thank you and have a God blessed it.